Welcome back to the T3 Family Podcast, where we are equipping families to thrive. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in again. I'm Becky, and I'm here with Clayton. Hey, hey, how we doing? Good. I'm so excited. It is November. Yes. Happy November. Yes. What do you? I like? bet people can't guess what our theme is this month. No, it's a tricky one. Yeah. Yeah. You never think of being thankful or expressing gratitude in November. In but November. Why not? Here we know? are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a question that I found that I wanted to ask you yeah. that we can kind of ponder as we are discussing. Yes. So, Clayton, what if you woke up this morning with only the things you thanked God for yesterday? You know, I would find that I think most days I would wake up with very little. Yeah. Um, which would be a problem. And so uh, I think that it's a really interesting question. What a way to end a day. I like uh, Abraham Lincoln has a great quote that people um, tend to be as happy as they make up their minds to be. Mm-hmm. And so if you ended your day being grateful, I just can't help what would happen in the next day. That became part of your rhythm yeah. of for your kids too, or for your, your spouse, for your spouse to hear, or if you have a spouse, but to hear just your gratefulness, um, it would probably involve them. And yeah. so, or if you closed your nights, if you don't, you know, if you're currently single, just sending messages out to people mm-hmm. you're grateful for that day. And I, I'm going to be honest. I think I, the same thing. Some days I'm like, would I even, what would I wake up with? I don't even know if I'd have a family. I don't mm-hmm. Being, being intentional about thanking God for the blessings. So many blessings. Like, would I have clothing? Would I have a car? Would I have a house? Would I have, you know, there's so many things that I just take for granted every single day. And so when I see that question, I I just saw it on, I've seen it on Instagram, social media a few times. And every time it it gives me a little bit of like a gross feeling, but conviction for sure. And yeah, we hope we never are on here to shame anyone, but well, but we're, just we're recognizing we'd have very yeah. few things the next day. So yeah, yeah, I would not have a lot this yeah. morning even. Yeah. And I came up with this question <laughs> the other day, and I still this morning don't know. Well, I probably wouldn't have a church to come to. To so, anyways, there's yeah. there's so much we can be thankful yeah. for, and November is just a great month to reflect on that. You know, right. with Thanksgiving coming up, and then we have Christmas coming up. It's right. just a really sweet season right. to. Yeah. fix our eyes on what we have in this life. Well, really, it, it plays into what we're trying to do with this whole Sabbath, you know, cease and the rest, embrace and feast. We're asking this month, everyone received at the start of the month, right? Uh, a log of, mm-hmm. of things to be grateful for each day. Um, what an interesting thing. If you if you did this for, for the whole month, are there 30 days in November or are there 31 days? 30, 30 days? Yeah, 30, so yeah. 30 days of just ending your day in gratefulness. I wonder mm-hmm. what the month would be like. I know, and that journal has a spot for like... I just looked at it this morning, three to five things ish. Mm-hmm. I have to double check that. But yeah. so what, let's say it's three. So three times 30 is 90 things right. you're grateful for in November. Right. And, and it doesn't have to be like big grand right. things. Um, I remember, well, probably 10 years ago now, and Voskamp came out with a book called 1000 Gifts. Right. And that was the first time probably for me <laughs> that I realized Oh, there's so many things. So what she encourages the reader to do is make a list of 1,000 things you're grateful for. And no time limit. It's not like you have to do it in a day. Like she worked on it for a year. So Mm -hmm. in a year, that's about three things every day, more or less. And anyways, 
the one that struck me that still sticks with me this day is when she was talking about how she was washing dishes and like the iridescent way the bubbles looked with the sun shining through her window. And she was just so thankful for that. And so now I have it whenever I go and get out my Dawn dish soap or whatever. And then like sometimes little bubbles just float into the air from the top of the bottle. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord, for that. Like, it's just a sweet yeah. thing. So, Simple yeah. things, small things. That's what we're trying to think think about today a little bit is just moments of gratitude. That's yeah. what um, we're going to share some stories around that. Uh, I thought it would be good, though. I have the uh, the passage from two weeks back. It was in the sanctuary. And, uh, you know, because in Ecclesiastes, which we've been spending a ton of time mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. you know, in chapter nine, we moved to this beautiful, uh, it's like, you know, he was driving home. We're going to die. What do we do in the middle? Well, we are grateful for moments. Yeah. So I thought I'd just read that passage again really quick. And then I think we're just going to share some more stories of just like what you kind of already just did, mm-hmm. but just moments of gratitude. Because I have found in my heart throughout this series that I'm looking for these moments now. Yeah. And they're really good. Yeah. These wonderful gifts. So this is what, uh, it was Ecclesiastes 9 and 7 through 10. Uh, The teacher says, uh, go eat your food with gladness and drink your wine with a joyful heart. For it is now that God favors what you do. Always be clothed in white. Always anoint your head with oil. Enjoy life with your wife, with your spouse, with your people whom you love. All the days of this meaningless, heavy life that God has given you under the sun. All your meaningless days. For this is your lot in life and in your toilsome labor under the sun. Whatever your hand finds to do. Do with all your might, for in the grave where you are going, there is neither working nor planning, nor wisdom nor knowledge. So I would, I actually said this to my dad. I said, Dad, I don't know if I can remember a specific thing that you've said, like a specific thing, but a, like I kind of said, a deep work is happening in my heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, so a story for me is we want us all, if you're listening, just to start practicing this, start looking yeah. for the moments. Um, it was a Friday. I watched my girls on Friday and Kelly goes and do a little bit of work. And, uh, uh, my daughter, Coda, youngest one loves Candyland right now. We're learning how to play games with a three-year-old, which is kind of a challenge sometimes. Are you like a super competitive dad or do you let them win? I try to let her win, okay. but I also have to teach her how to lose. So I have to yes. win sometimes, yes. but we all finish. So no, whoever okay. finishes first, we all have to make it to King Candy's castle, which yes. we sometimes call Uncle Carl's King's Candy uh, Castle. That's perfect. He's always giving that's out candy. perfect, yeah. But we're down there playing. I'm teaching her how to play this game. And I think there's a new worship album on. And we just, we played. And uh, there's some things I was wanting to do. But I thought, you know what? Like, I'm just going to enjoy the game for a little mm-hmm. while. We ended up playing probably the most games in a row that she has paid attention to play. And so we just played. And I can't remember what the song was on. But I just said, Coda, could I just give you a hug? And she came over to me and gave me a big hug and said, Daddy, I love you. Oh my and I was Lord. like, oh, man, this is a moment. Yeah. Like, what a gift to, to not go do, but just to be mm-hmm. and just enjoy my three-year-old and her little person. And I just I hang on to that. that. That was a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I like to call that like a little sneaky Sabbath moment. Like it, it maybe wasn't Ooh. your intentional like day or longer period of Sabbath, but what a sweet like Sabbath moment in your day of like being present Mm -hmm. of enjoying your daughter 
of enjoying Candyland. I give you props because I cannot stand playing those little kid <laughs> games. Candyland's better than Shoots and Ladders. Shoots yep. and Ladders is the worst yep. because I always get that ladder at the very end and right. then I'm back at the beginning yeah. and I... I should probably, if I get to play that game, my kids have kind of outgrown that one. We've moved on to more fun games, which I am thankful for. So I think I put in my time with those games and now we've moved on. But um, yeah, there's probably a lesson in like just sitting there and being so thankful. I wish I would have had that perspective when I was playing. Well, that was a a sneaky Sabbath moment. But like, yeah, you cease, you have to stop, you rest, you just, you just slow down, you unplug. Uh, you embrace the person you're with, and yeah. man, you, you literally feast. embraced her. I love good. that. Yeah, oh, it was the best. <laughs> and I hope you all feasted on candy when you're. That's what you should do when you play Candyland. Would make sense. That would make <laughs> sense. Make so, sense. but um, when you read the passage in Ecclesiastes, mm-hmm. I did have a question. So okay. going back to that, yeah. um, in case someone has missed a couple of. Um, our sermons, you can go back and listen to those, but can you quick explain to us what that hevel word means? Like what is, is that? Yeah, hevel, it's funny. I actually, I just did a wedding recently on, and I, I used this meanless idea for their wedding, but hevel, uh, what I liked, I was actually driving to do the wedding. It was out in the country and there was a brush fire. They were burning something. I saw the smoke. And so in my mind, smoke is, uh, it looks like something. It looks tangible. Like I could grab it. Like it's a thing. But when I go to grab it, it's not there. Mm-hmm. And so the hevel is all these things in life that we pursue that we think is something that's going to last for a long time, but we actually go to grab it. And we think it's going to give us our security, our satisfaction, our joy and whew, through your hands versus mm-hmm. enjoying a moment with your people where I get to hug a little person and she is there yeah. and I can hug her and I can hold her. And that's what the teacher's trying to do. He said, enjoy your people, enjoy who you have because... We last forever, right? Yeah. Nothing else does. Yeah. So. That's good. Hevel. What a fun word. What a fun word. Yeah. Um, also in there, he talks about like enjoying your toil. Like, mm-hmm. so, so when we were thinking about what we were going to discuss today, I asked my husband, I said, what, what are things that like you worked so, cause sometimes you can work so hard to achieve something and mm-hmm. what does it mean? Right. It could be a hevel thing yeah. um, if you're trying to attain status or something like that. But um, we, I mean, I feel like this pursuit of building a home could be something <laughs> that I could learn lessons for from the, or lessons from for the rest of my life. But so we were talking about building a home. So we started in March of 2020. We broke ground and now we are in the home that my husband largely himself built. Mm -hmm. He designed it. He built it. And there were moments where I'm like, what is, what is the point of this? Like, what, what are we doing? Um, However, in his wisdom and his great leadership of our family, like he dedicated every bit of it. When we bought the land, this land is God's. We want people to be able to come into that space and Mm -hmm. feel welcomed and like they belong and have these moments of like these, these are what life is about the the moments. So just creating a space to host people well. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, as we sit and 
toil. (laughs) That's a great word. Like there were so (laughs) many days where I'm like, what is the point? What are we doing? And then just refocusing the, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, we want a space where our kids can grow up, where they can have all their, we always want to be the place like, yes, all of your friends can come here all of the time. And so, um, yeah, just creating space for those moments. So that would be a time in our lives where our toil, we, we get to sit back now. There's still a lot of work to do in it, but that we get to have moments where like, yeah, we're so glad we went through that because now here we are with, yeah. Well, it's so fun to think through the the, the heart behind the toil, your purpose, why you're doing what you're doing, the way you're doing it, which, because life is hard, you know, and Mm -hmm. and building things never goes, I think, the way it's supposed to go. At least that's my understanding. Unless you're on HGTV or the (laughs) Magnolia Network. And And it's just like, man, they did a whole thing in 20 minutes. It's incredible. No problems. That (laughs) probably ruined a lot of the building experience where you're like, where is my team of people to come in and like fix everything? And yeah, yeah, there's definitely like the drama moments like, oh, no, we're going to come in over budget like they do on HGTV. But they wrap up pretty nicely and that's not the case in real life all the time. So. Uh, what a, what a, what a fun thing to look back on though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the toil, the actual the actual work. Yeah, another story I, I was thinking of. I think I shared it someplace recently, but um, my girls right now love to watch Paw Patrol, and uh, so my parents are watching them one night. And we came over to to get them, and and the girls are sitting in a seat. My mom actually took a picture of this, and my dad is sitting next to the TV. So when my girls watch TV, my dad doesn't sit with them anymore. He sits and watches them watch. <laughs> and so there's a picture of them loving what they're doing. They're sitting in Paw Patrol chairs, watching Paw Patrol. Wow. But my dad's smile was bigger than theirs. And he was just <laughs> watching them. And he had said to me when I walked in, he goes, this is a moment. Yeah. So just really simple, small things, you know, and so it's big things and small things, but there's so many good moments in life which is what we're, the teacher's getting at in Ecclesiastes. And what we're asking our church to do this month as we practice Sabbath is to think of those moments of gratitude, but then you got to share them because, you know, someday if I build the house, I will think about the toilet yeah. now, Becky, and I'll think about how did, how are we building this? And mm-hmm. are we, what was our intention? Are we blessing it? Um, uh, why are we doing this? And so, so thank you for the story yeah. you shared. We have well, to share them. Yeah. And I keep encouraging you to have those moments with your kids because mm-hmm. um, it's just really sweet when they grow up. And now my daughter asking me to spend time with me, like mm-hmm. I realize that that is not the case for many families yeah. and, and I'm, not saying that I did anything to earn that or yeah. it's all grace, but um, I think sometimes putting in the time of hours and hours of Candyland and makes just creates a safe space and right. yeah, that right. those moments are yeah. are so beautiful. Right. Face mm-hmm. is a lesson I'm learning. I'm 37 now. Later, I wish I would have learned it earlier. Yeah, you know, as a like a, a younger single person, I think you, you're trying to fast forward through to get to your future mm-hmm. um, without just enjoying where you are and the season you're in. And it's funny, my wife and I look back now and we always say, we were so busy back then. What were we doing? What were we exactly, busy with? You know? Yeah, because now <laughs> now we're really, really busy with right. kids and their schedules. And yeah, yeah, I think the more life ramps up, there's certainly more opportunities to be grateful. Like right. Right. instead of, this is just me challenging myself instead of begrudging like, oh man, we have to get to basketball practice tonight for my boys and just being thankful that they're able to do that, that they're healthy and that they have coaches that are willing to pour into them. And so it's all, it's a huge perspective shift. What if I woke up today with only the things I thanked God for yesterday? So it really is a heart posture, right? right? Like throughout the day, just... 
Yeah. So I think we want to encourage whoever is listening, uh, maybe right after this, would you just take a moment? Just enjoy where you are. Just be present in the moment and yeah, first enjoy it and then think about what could I be grateful for right now? So if you weren't able to grab a Count Your Blessing journal that we created along with our Sabbath Joy resources, they are available still. Um, There's some Sabbath Joy displays here in the church, one outside of the sanctuary and one over by the auditorium, and there should be plenty in there. And if there's not one in there, come on into the office and I can get you one. As a church family, uh, please be filling out every day. Those three to five things. Do yeah. all five. Why not? Yeah. You can do, think of five things. Do all things. of them. If you want five things tomorrow, you better think of five things today. <laughs> if, yeah, if you to this want question. a minimum of five, if you want to wake up with five things tomorrow, yeah. it, it sounds like it could be a really good movie um, plot line. There we go. Hey, that is, that's our idea. Yeah. You, you watch for that movie coming <laughs> someday by Becky and Clay, directed by Becky and Clay. Yeah, um, yeah because it's just a fascinating thought. And again, not meant to be a shaming thought like, oh, you wouldn't have anything. But just for me, it's been, it's a good reminder of, am I a thankful person Mm -hmm. or do I come off more entitled some Mm -hmm. days? Yeah. Like, oh, why isn't anything going my way? Yeah. That doesn't really come out of a thankful heart. Right. Have you ever had a time where switching your perspective, yeah, kind of changed the mood or the atmosphere? Can you think that this is putting you on the spot, but so it was really it was fascinating to watch. So my father-in-law passed away. And when this series, we watched the first of this series together, Ecclesiastes, and he passed away. And then, um, you know, he went to be with Jesus. That's where he is. I know mm-hmm. where he is. And then the following Sunday, we were watching again. And, uh, you know, it was somber, you know, and still was. But while we were watching service and the song King of Kings came on. Mm-hmm. And I watched my mother-in-law in the back of the room raise her hands and worship. And I sensed the shift in the house, just in the sense, there's just, there was just a peacefulness, just a presence. And the house felt different. I think it's because the person who was in the most pain, the most sadness, when you lose your partner of 44 years, like that's, um, but she was still able to worship and that shifted the room. And so, um, I was grateful in that moment for her love for God and for her willing to express it. I mean, I was, I was back I was just in tears by myself, yeah, I that's mean, beautiful. but just moved. And so, um, it's, I think it drove home to me. There are always, always moments where the Lord's just waiting to give good gifts yeah. in all things. And being able to worship him. I've kind of been pondering this too, like how is gratitude and worship tied together? Can, can we worship without a grateful heart Hmm. or do they have to always go together? Hmm. I would argue that they probably always have to, you know, out of your grateful heart comes the ability to worship. Right. And so what was going on in your, you know, your mother-in-law's heart right then was she was still so grateful for mm-hmm. God's love. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. if, if there feels like nothing else to be grateful for in a moment, which if I had lost my partner of 44 years, mm-hmm. I, that would be a hard time to be grateful. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she always, she always, she knows where, she knows where he is. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make it any easier. Probably makes it somewhat easier, but it's still really hard, you yeah. know? And so, um, yeah, so but it allowed her to still worship. 
And what a, what a gift you give to your children and your grandchildren who get to watch those things. So something that we are grateful for. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you bet. That's really good. Yeah. I do think, yeah, just that's a beautiful moment. That's a holy moment Mm -hmm. where gratitude, (laughs) you know, gave that holy moment. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, still just encouraging. I imagine, I don't know your mother-in-law at all, but I imagine she has to live out of a grateful heart to be able in the hard times Mm -hmm. to worship still. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been reading Dirty Glory by Pete. Is it Greg? Yeah. Greg? It's good Pete book. Greg. Um, I really loved this part in here. He says, your relationship with God is at its best when you talk to him about trivia or trivial things, uh, trees and trains and parking spaces. I'd hate it if my children only ever talked to me about grave matters of serious concern. What's more, if you only pray about big, important, weighty matters, you will only occasionally be grateful. Hmm. But if you learn to pray about things like nice looking trees or your daily bread when the supermarket is full of the stuff, then you will live in a state of continual gratitude for miracles so common that most people take them for granted. Hmm. And so I think that's just my, my personal challenge, like being grateful in these small moments in the Candyland moments in the, um, yeah, just little, the washing dishes moments, um, so that when I'm going through a hard time, because mm-hmm. we will have troubles, mm-hmm. that's that Jesus says it in the Bible. He's not hiding that from us, that we are going to have troubles on this earth. Um, so practicing gratitude now yeah. in the, I would say right now, my life is pretty good. Yeah. Um, so practicing gratitude now is going to set me up for when hard times hit and then mm-hmm. being grateful mm-hmm. in those. Yeah. 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 It's like a That's muscle. Good. You have to exercise it, right? It is. Your gratitude yeah. muscle. We Does it, it come? It doesn't come naturally. That's right. Because we are human and we feel pretty entitled to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, got to exercise. That's good. Mm-hmm. Should we pray for everybody who's listening? Yeah. Let's I pray. Like that. All right. All right. So Father, we are grateful for you. We're grateful that you are good. We're grateful that you are always with us. We're grateful. Um, we're grateful. So we, we ask that you would develop within us a grateful heart that we as a church um, would, you know, we're looking at a month to start exercising and growing the muscle of gratefulness. And we ask that it would not just be a month, but our gratitude would just be part of who we are. And so, uh, yeah, would you just alert us to all the good things you do in the big things and in the small things um, that we might enjoy them because they are gifts that you give and you are like an excited parent waiting for us to open them and to enjoy them. So yeah, just give us your eyes to see. Pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this T3 Family Podcast.